Welcome to episode 5 of Dollar Otter Podcast. I'm Nick, and today's podcast is about earning extra income with alternative investments. Now, the investments that I'm going to mention within this podcast itself are not particular recommendations, but more as an educational source. So what I want to talk about here today is saving your money to reach retirement. Okay, obviously the end goal for a lot of us. In fact, I would say every one of us inspire and have a target to one day retire. Well, I got news for you. A lot of us think that when we think of retirement, actually, let's back that up. When we think of retirement, what age do you think you're going to retire? What age are you currently aiming to retire at? I would say the most of us above 50, about 60, 65. Every financial planner that I've met, and I was even taught this in business school, that you want to plan retirement at 65, 70. But why is that? Well, because the education systems, basically the ones who are designing the whole construct towards the banks. They're building it around the banking system, the financial institutions. Why? Because these institutions hold the power, have the money. Don't believe me? Look at the 2007-2008 financial crisis, okay? I want you to check out the documentary Inside Job. I highly recommend it. Very insightful. You know, I actually was working at a bank during this time period, and I can tell you, the more I watch this documentary, the more it's true. All right, but let's back that up for a minute. Do you have to be 60, 50, 65 years old to retire? No. In fact, there was an article today on CNBC where a gentleman by the name of, let me find it real quick, Chris Reining, who has committed to becoming financially independent back in 2010. So eight years ago, he had a goal of saving up to a million dollars by the time he was 30 or is 35. Well, guess what? He had reached that goal last year at the age of 37. So he was two years off, but not too bad, right? So within eight years, he was able to reach $1 million. So the question then becomes, how is it that in eight years, he was able not only to become financially independent, but he was able to officially retire. First thing you're going to think of, well, he probably maxed out his individual retirement account, his 401k, savings, or let's take that a few steps further. He inherited money. No. In fact, all of these are incorrect. Well, yes, he probably did put some money to the side. The article doesn't really dive into too much depth. He really looked at the way he was investing his money. And the way that we've been programmed, especially when I was going through school studying for all this, is the banks are a safe haven. You can earn 1%, 2%, 3% in the savings account. You can't even earn that nowadays. Now, we are starting to see some of these savings rates go up to about 1%. I think I saw one financial institution offering now 1.05%. And they were clapping. They were applauding. I don't know if they're just clapping because they're happy they raised the 1% or if they're clapping because they know they're ripping us off. What's the, in, what's the average inflation rate? It's typically between 2 to 3%. And then banks only want to give us 1%. So we're losing purchasing power. We've mentioned that several times in the last previous podcasts. So then the next step is, okay, I'll invest in the stock market. Let me tell you something. The whole reason why I got into the whole investment markets, so I was working for a financial firm, was so that we could earn 1% to 2%, even sometimes 3% on your money when you invest it. So is that the right thing to do? Well, we thought it was at the time, right? Because we didn't know any other way. 
We thought that's the only way that you can earn interest on money was taking other people's money. Because essentially that's what it is. You give them somebody money to invest it for you. And what do they do? They're going to charge you for a service. And rightly so. Because they're doing the work for you. They're doing the research. They're the ones talking to these companies, the CFOs, the CEOs. They're looking at their competitors. Seeing which company has the competitive edge. Which one is producing more than the others. Looking at all these facts. And so yeah, I would say they're probably earned some... You know, depending on what your portfolio is and what you're investing in, there aren't. I would say they're just justified earning one to two, three percent. Look at your mutual funds. How much are they charging you annually? Don't look at just the expense ratio. Total up all the fees and calculate how much they're charging you. I think you might be surprised. No, what I'm talking about, which is exactly what Chris Reining. And Chris, if you're listening to this, I apologize for butchering your last name. This is actually the first time I've actually read about you, heard about you, and you have a website, so I'm going to go to that. But when I saw this website, it really resonated with me because it's something I've mentioned on dollarotter.com on my blog. Because there is a website that I've been tracking for a year now that I invest in. It's called theoldstreet.com. And I tell you guys that because I'm trying to be transparent as possible. And like I said, I'm not mentioning this as a recommendation. Anybody that is interested in investing should talk to their financial advisor, talk to a certified financial planner. But the reason why I love this company is because they invest in exactly what they say, alternative investments. So what are alternative investments? Well, you have the stock market, which is not an alternative market, and that vests in stocks. The other market that you're going to have are going to be bonds, which is the primary market, but you can also have secondary markets with this. No, alternative markets, it's kind of similar to crowdfunding in a way, but you're loaning money to companies, to real estate brokers, to legal firms, certain amounts of money for a large percentage of return. Like right now, I'm looking at a commercial financing deal that's a real estate looks like it's a real estate bridge loan and they're they're requesting 1.13 million dollars at five million dollars which tells me they've already raised a little less than four million dollars already but they need that last million dollars to fill the gap and the terms are 18 and 19 months okay so they need 15 percent more of what they're trying to raise and so what are they offering if you invest with them nine percent annual return now can you get that in the stock market right now yeah probably you know, it's risky. There's some risk involved. This is a loan. Well, I will say it's risky as well. It's just like a loan. The odds are them paying it back and you get in return, I would say, are greater than investing in the stock market. Unless, of course, you know, you go down the dividend routes, passive income, things of that sort. But then you have a law firm. There's law firms trying to raise, I think it's about $5 million, and they're willing to pay 13% annual income. So how are they paying for this? Well, probably through client fees settlements that they're trying to get through so odds are they're going to pay for this to pay for this money back okay i'm looking at deals right now 12.63 irr okay this is the rate of return that they believe they're going to get back and the and the full disclaimer here on the website how much principal have they lost so far zero dollars and like i said i've been following these guys just a little over a year you know but they've been able to raise over 508 million dollars so why do i mention that because there are Alternatives. It's exactly what Chris did in order to become a millionaire by the time he was, well, 37. He was aiming for 35. He missed it by two years. But congratulations, Chris, because even by the fact that you beat it by the time you're 40, because my goal is to be a millionaire by the time I'm 40, 
but that's inspiring because all it does is reaffirm my goals and probably reaffirms your goals that yes, this is possible. And he says in his thing, the way he did this was not by working smarter or harder, but by investing better. Well, Chris, I would say that is working smarter. Okay, because had you not done your research, you probably wouldn't have done it by the time you're 37. But I still commend you. I still think that's an awesome goal, and I congratulate you on that. But I mentioned YieldStreet.com because that is just one avenue that you can take. There are lots of sources out there where you can get a better return on your money than just the stock market. So I want to challenge you this week, if you have some downtime during the holidays, Maybe after you eat your big Christmas dinner and you just need a few minutes to relax, go, on, go online and look. But full disclaimer, you need to understand the risks backwards and forwards before you invest. So think about that. Because if you have a goal that you're setting in your own mind, I want to challenge that. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I want to challenge you guys once again to make sure you do your homework and... Thank you for listening. Go to our website at www.dollarauteur.com, and you guys have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you.